0: Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. My name is Youngmi Mayer.
1: And my name is Brian Park.
0: Brian. What's up? We have a very, very amazing guest today. We're doing it over Zoom, so it might be a little, you know, a little wonky. But so far, they've been pretty good. Certainly worth um, it because our guest
1: is pretty fucking awesome, Youngmi. Yeah, you know, a
0: very personal and dear friend of both of ours.
1: She's a comedian. I sounded, I sounded what?
0: You sounded like you were going to say a story. You were like, you know,
1: I probably was, and this is going to be tied to how I'm feeling. But before we get into all of that, guys, please give a warm welcome to an incredible comedian, and quite honestly, she's probably going to blow the fuck up in five years, and you're hearing it here first. So, guys, please give it up for Natalie Alkar.
2: Thank you. I wonder if, when you say "give it up for Natalie Alcar, if your listeners start clapping on their uh, <laughs> while they're listening.
0: <laughs> I like to imagine that they're doing like a standing ovation.
2: <laughs>
1: I like yeah. to imagine. You know? That's
0: what. That's how I like to think of it. <laughs>
1: I like to imagine they're probably packing their bag or something to go before they go out and this is the part where they're just not focused or tuned in at all. <laughs> yeah.
2: Give it up for <laughs> Natalie Alcar. They're like taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Thank um. you
0: for having
2: me guys. I'm excited to be here. We're, We're excited. so excited
0: to have you, Natalie. Aww. I missed you so much. Me too. Looking at your face right now
2: over Zoom is making me sad me too i mean it's funny because like when it i see amazing. thank you so do you i love your hair i love the color i feel like everybody yes. got hair colors yes. during quarantine crisis yeah the sign of a crisis yeah. apparently. apparently you have yeah. to like and blonde <laughs> make it blonde and then make it blue
0: yeah you have to bleach the
2: shit out of it yeah first. i remember i once it's an entire process mm-hmm. i remember i once did it
1: every guy has grown a mustache and has really long hair not you looks like absolute shit. Yeah. Where's your I, mustache? Did, well, I, I tried seen some hair. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. I actually tried <laughs> for a wee- a couple weeks and it looked awful.
0: Brian does have a mustache.
1: <laughs> Not right now. We just can't see it. Youngmi, <laughs> um, <laughs> how are you feeling?
0: Um, so I started working full time. Um, as you know, we discussed this last week. I own a restaurant, and right now I'm like one of the only people that work. I work there with um the manager. And my ex-husband's girlfriend, who I really, really like, and we get along. I know that sounds funny, <laughs> but, like, so it's the three of us in the front, and then we have, a like, a That sounds like a TV show right there. Yeah. I know, <laughs> <It's> right? <like laughs> no, but, like, we really get along. I really like her. And I feel like I... It, it's kind of... It's weird because after months of being alone, it's so nice to go to work and, like, see the same people every day and say hi. And it's, like, it feels very nice. And, like, my son comes with me, and, like, he plays in there and, like... You know it just feels nice to like Go somewhere and be around people Every day Um, but it is Pretty funny working I mean I think it's funny even though we get along that I work with my ex-husband And his girlfriend yeah and Um it's It's all very you know It's all very funny but how am I feeling Um a lot of feelings I guess I think it's it's such A weird world that it's like hard to Like realize what's Happening you know I'm like You know I was doing this restaurant thing for a long time I finally like moved away from it to try to pursue a like a career in comedy and I was like this is you know all I ever wanted I'm so happy but now like after this whole corona and the world sort of like shifted I'm like I'm so happy just to be back in the restaurant and seeing people and and then And I was like having these thoughts, like, I think a lot of what I wanted and what I wanted to um, move towards by trying to go towards comedy and having a career in entertainment was to, like, get closer to who I am as a real person Mm -hmm. every day. And I was doing that for years through therapy and expressing myself through comedy. So now I'm, I'm, I'm living my life as myself. And so even even though I'm doing this work that I used to find really degrading and like it just wasn't my passion, which is like restaurant work, um, not degrading, but mostly just like not my passion. Right. Because I've done so much work in the past few years of like making sure that whatever I do every second, I'm like myself. I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm being myself while doing restaurant work. You know, it wasn't like some sort of weird masochistic thing that i was doing before where i just like i just thought i didn't deserve to ever do comedy or do whatever i wanted so i was like i'll just do restaurant work uh, because i am not good enough yeah. i'm not good enough for anything else that makes you sense
1: know? so here's you're but saying now I'm like, yeah if you pursue a career in comedy and you spend years yeah wringing yourself dry in horrible bars with shitty misogynistic men yeah. and horrible audiences, you'll uh-huh. come back to your old line of work with a renewed sense of vigor and some fresh eyes. <laughs> as, as That's not what I'm saying, <laughs> Ryan. No, I know no, exactly. What I'm saying is
0: like... I'm you're more, you're more like confident like as a person. You yeah,
1: yeah. you are yourself. You are your genuine self everywhere you go. Yeah, I yeah. Re-
0: I, I went out and I did that and like obviously I'm going to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. But I I went out and I did it and I know I can o- and I know I can do it and it's always been inside me and it's always going to be a part of me and it's not something that's just going to like disappear. I think I think a lot of maybe I'm guessing that a lot of comedians right now are having this sort of internal like conflict where they're not doing comedy so is it gonna disappear what does that mean who i who i who am i like oh that yeah 100 percent. Of right yeah. yeah i don't know if natalie if you're feeling that yeah. but like i feel like i felt a little bit of that but then going to the restaurant i was like no i'm always like a comedian this is like who i am i still you know i have like whatever i built it's still there it's not
2: just gonna like
0: disappear tomorrow yeah but right? i don't
2: understand what sh- and what so changed now that it's I'm, I'm asking you this selfishly because I'm like how yeah. how 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 come now you're like feeling that like you felt a disconnect to who you were as a comic you're like am I still that what am I what's going on but now that you're back at the restaurant it's kind of like oh
0: no no what I meant was that oh so what while I was doing comedy I never felt a disconnect I was like oh I'm being who I am this yeah I know I'm I talking am. about like corona right like, like
2: when corona happened oh
0: um like, Oh, I, so I, when? Oh, yeah. So when that happened? Oh no, that never actually happened. Oh. Even when I, I was like during Corona, I didn't really like, I didn't lose a sense of who I was. But there were there were thoughts and fears that I had, like, oh, I'm not really doing comedy anymore. Right. Right. Like, am I gonna am I gonna know how to do it when it starts again? Yeah. Or am I a comedian? Or like, what does this mean? You know, like like that thought, like, am I a comedian? Right, You know, I don't really perform comedy And then I feel like just like being in the restaurant And being like, oh no, this is what I am And it's never really gonna go away And I'm like talking to people And I'm coming from a place where I'm just like I'm not like back in the old days I was just like some lost person Mm -hmm. That was working in a restaurant Because I had nothing else But now I'm like, oh no, I have like a very solid grasp Of who I am
1: does yeah. that make sense? That yeah. makes total sense. And I think it's fucking great, you know?
0: Yeah. But it's also weird because it's restaurant work is so fucking weird. And I'm like coming into these places where I used to be, where I'm like, it's really like abusive in a lot of ways. And I i am starting, I'm like seeing those parts again. Right. And I'm not talking about inside in like between the people that work in a restaurant. Cause that's, it's totally nice and everyone gets along and it's wonderful. But just I forgot what service industry feels like. Mm -hmm. Mm. And it's like it's like a terrible feeling. And it's like it's hard work and it's psychologically damaging, you know. Right. Mm. And I remember I struggled with that a lot back in the old days. So like for like I'll just give you a quick example and then we can move on. But like, for example, back in the back before I like had this like sort of. like uh, epiphany in my life and I became a comedian and I went away from restaurant work you know somebody would get upset at, and like in restaurants it's like a, like it's service so like the customers get upset in a way where they they're very entitled and I mean I'm sorry I know this is all what's going on but it's mostly white people I'm just gonna say it it's mostly wealthy white people that are shitty right and and they react in a way that's like Back in the day, I would be like scared or take it personally, mm-hmm. because it's like it's even though it's like you're they're getting mad about their food or whatever, it's like two human beings interacting, and it's hard not to like take that personally. Do you know what I mean? And so it would kind of scare right. me. Um, but now I feel like just with all the work that I've done, you know, in therapy and just being a comedian, not being afraid of confrontation, being used to confrontation. Like, th- people will get mad at me, and I'll be like, oh, man, yeah, that sucks, bro. I don't know. What? Cool. You know what I mean? Like, it, I'll be like, oh, I'm, s- I'm sorry, whatever. And then I'll just sort of, like, I can, like, compartmentalize it and be like, oh, this is just, like, uh, insignificant emotional transaction. Right, right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's hitting differently. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so what you're saying, Brian, <laughs> yes, it's true. I'm, I've grown as a person, so now I'm, like, getting to see it from a different angle where I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit. You know, who cares? (laughs) Right, right. right. How about you, Brian? How are you feeling?
1: Lately, I've been experiencing a lot of, like, short-term memory loss in a weird way. I don't know if you guys are going through this, but there's not as many... uh, I don't have as much variety in where I'm obtaining stimulus from. Like, for the most part, Mm. I do the same things every day in quarantine, which is, like, check emails, read something, go for a run, and... There's no variation, you know? Like, I won't... Mm -hmm. I'm, like, forgetting a lot of shit now. (laughs) Like, I I sent a few packages this week, completely forgot, like, what I had even sent. And I just, like, can't Mm -hmm. remember the details of certain days because it's all just sort of mushed together. And I think, in essence, because of that, I'm not... I'm, like, disconnected with how I'm really feeling... And so, mm-hmm. like, this past Saturday, I had a little bit of a disagreement with my dad uh, when we were having a discussion uh-huh. about, like, race and just sort of the politics of what's going on in this country, and I, yeah. it, I just got super emotional and, I just started crying, not in front of him, but just by myself because I think I had, like, built up all this excess feeling that was inside of me that like just couldn't get out in any way and I kind of just recognize it for what it was I could see like you know this isn't just like a personal attack against my character that I'm interpreting from my father it's just more of a oh this is like long overdue this is like excess shit that should have been expressed but I just didn't because all my days are bleeding together and I'm like can't even remember what I'm even doing in the days um Mm. so that happens and Uh, to touch on this sort of, like, comedic identity thing. So I've been kind of, like, trying to understand what it is I want to do going forward. Like, yes, comedy will always be a part of my life, but this idea of how do I synthesize the things that I like doing the most about this podcast, and in a lot of ways, it kind of leads me down this road of, uh, like, the space of mental health treatment. And so I, like, reached out to a bunch of therapists this week to try to understand, like, what their paths were like get some guidance in terms of like certain graduate schools that might be good for to get like a license in mental health counseling and I felt pretty good about myself because I'm like you know what like I expressed I had all this like residual overflow feeling that I got out now I'm taking action I'm feeling good let's see like where this takes me I could still do the podcast I could still do comedy maybe I can get a license in mental health counseling while I'm doing all this in conjunction with everything that's going on and the irony of it is, young me. it seems like you get a lot of DMs from our listeners. I don't really get that many DMs from our listeners. But I think like yeah. a day after I reached out to a bunch of therapists seeking career advice, I got two different uh-huh. DMs from people who, one from a psychiatrist and one from a therapist, Ooh. who straight up were like, just don't, it's over, it, don't do it. Just keep doing your podcast. What? Just I, uh, out of nowhere? Out of nowhere. I think they probably listened to an old episode hell? where I was like, "Oh, I think I might want to do this new thing."
0: Oh, cuz that episode you were talking about taking that class, right?
1: Yeah. Well, the Oh,
0: no, there was like I feel like there were multiple episodes
1: <laughs> where you brought it up. Right. I think I brought it up and <gasps> they just like, "Wow." Yeah. And I just found it very what? funny. It's very funny timing.
0: I think you'd be a great therapist
1: well i'm at this place right now where i'm all about action now that's just where i'm at right now this week is uh it's easy to fucking feel overwhelmed or shitty and i'm like i'm just tired of being in that space so whenever i do that like yeah. I said last week, where if I'm feeling guilty or shitty about not being active or proactive about being anti-racist, then in those moments, I'll just find a cause to donate to. And so... I I've think been
0: doing that. I took your advice. Right. So Every time I this feel stuck, just I just donate.
1: And I think it's great. And I feel like it, that mantra is sort of... Apl- I'm applying that in a constructive way uh, in terms of what are my career goals. And instead of like... yeah thinking or ruminating i'm just like shut the fuck up and just send emails and send uh, send your re- resume out and just see what happens and you'll get dms from people who yeah. tell you to do otherwise um yeah but yeah that's kind of where i'm at right now mm. that's mm. great mm. i don't know if it's good or I've bad like it just is what it is I
0: <laughs> i've been like taking like i'm the unofficial like person that's like trying to make sure the restaurant follows through with the statement of like trying to do anti-racist work. So i've been like trying to like research and talk to the employees all the time and stuff like that too so i feel like that's like a step you know yeah
1: of course natalie oh god natalie, <sighs> natalie how, how are, are you feeling,
2: feeling? <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> it's like probably the hardest question for me to answer nowadays it's like, I was, yeah. I was actually thinking about it yesterday when I was like, I was sitting down and I knew you guys, that's a question you guys ask. And it's like, it's, it's, it's a thing that I think about before doing every, like, every time I have to do a podcast, like, or I do a, someone's podcast, I think about it. I'm like, what mental state am I in right now? And should I be doing that? Because I remember having, like, I did a podcast once where I was in such a bad mental place and the podcast mm-hmm. was just like so low. And it, mm. it turned into just me like spiraling in my thoughts. It's, it's like the version of me in that episode was just like, I was like, man, I was in such a bad place, and like I didn't realize how much it like resonated like in the episode. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, should I email? Should I like reach out to Brian and Young Me and be like, I don't know if I should do the episode tomorrow because I'm like, not well. But it's also at the same time like, mm. I I don't know. I don't know how I'm doing right now. It's. I'm I'm in this weird phase that I've I can't remember the last time I was in a phase like that where I feel like my emotions are just very numb. Mm.
1: Is Mm. this has this been persistent throughout most of quarantine or do you think this is a recent?
2: It's been it started at no I think it's a recent I think the beginning of quarantine was just like I was too busy busy being afraid. Mm -hmm. I like the beginning I was just scared it was fear it was fear and. And just confusion. And then it turned into like anger and sadness. And then it turned into acceptance. And then it just like changed every time. And now it got to the point where I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand. I'm just so confused now. I'm just like, I don't understand how I'm feeling. (laughs) Everything is just nothing. It sounds like you're going
1: through those stages of grief. But the funny thing is that, when people come out of those five stages of grief they're like i saw the light at the end of the tunnel i'm good now whereas it seems like for you you're like i'm just more fucking confused what holy shit what is going on (laughs) yeah i feel like i'm not
2: moving upwards i feel like i'm moving downwards right i'm just like right i feel like a month ago i had more of like a positive outlook on it all like i was able to be like okay maybe You know, things here and there. And now I'm just like, the things just keep progressively getting worse, I feel like. Mm. But also, I don't trust myself because I'm such a pessimistic person. I always see the worst in every situation. Naturally, I'm like that. (laughs) Like, whatever I'm in, I'm like, let me find the bad thing here and just focus on that. So I don't even trust my own judgment. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like that too. You know, but I'm just like... It's hard to know.
0: Well, I think all three of us are sort of going through, you know, like what Brian said with the short term memory loss, not trusting your own judgment, not knowing what is like truly happening, you know, not trusting your emotions. Yeah. All of that, I feel like is everyone's everyone's. feeling.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Quarantine. So like given what's yeah.
1: been going on in this country and just, you know, I think everyone, a lot of people are having difficult discussions and confronting their own fucked up actions I think we've all we're all in that mindset now of like kind of seeing the worst in things like I think the dial has been turned up in that direction collectively as a society so in a way like do you think that's sort of having an impact on you because maybe you naturally see yourself in that way and then now that everyone else is in that condition it's like too much almost or it's like making you numb i don't know
2: maybe i i don't know i feel like there's so many psychological layers to it that are beyond my ability to diagnose and you know, you know what
1: young me and i are just two fucking digest. comedians and we can't diagnose it either yeah
2: i feel like i feel like comedians well, trying to help each other is just like the worst thing because everybody's kind of <laughs> like <laughs> everybody's kind of like, <laughs> kind of like in their like, own I'm spirals de- <laughs> and fucked up minds and it's like <laughs> <laughs> but we all think we understand everything. I'm not trying everything, to help anybody. We all. help anybody. That's the thing. When we're comics, we think we understand everything so clearly. We're like... We believe that we have such a good understanding of humans and behavior and everything, but we forget how fucked yeah. up we are at the same time, and then we all try to help each other, and it's just like a No, but that's a the... That's a-
0: huh? <laughs> wait, wait. Have you, have you guys heard of the thing about depression, though? Like, they... I forgot what it was, but people that are depressed actually see reality oh, yeah. more realistically. Yeah, dep- what was that? Depressive that
1: realism. That doesn't
0: make any sense. I feel like... Yeah, yeah. I feel like
2: they shouldn't yeah. say that to people... I don't think they should say that too because if I'm depressed <laughs> no, no, we're and I depressed. see that and, and people just are real. like, yeah, but I mean if I'm depressed and I read that and someone's trying to help me being like, you know, it's better than you think I'm like, um, actually it's not, there's a study that proves that everything that's horrible that I'm feeling <laughs> is real and you're fucking dumb Okay. Well, no, it's because like it's
0: uh, you know, in a way it's like, yeah, maybe we're all depressed comics, but we were seeing the world already in this way and it was, it's kind of like now the reality, everyone else is like Oh, everything is shitty and we were like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's dude, what know I've been mean. trying to tell <laughs> that's you all along. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm always sad. Um, that is funny. That's like such a when, funny idea.
1: When com- but when comics would like say that about themselves like, oh, like we're depressed but you know, that just allows us to tap into reality more. I've always it, it just makes me cringe so much because I feel like that's our version yeah. of what was that video that the actors made where they're like, I'm I'm responsible. I take responsibility. <laughs> it's like, everyone's just so fucking corny, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> what if we made a video with all comedians and we're like, we told you everything sucks. <laughs> <That's like laughs>
2: just a video of us no, being like, right. and it's, silently it's little, staring at the camera being like, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> While we're like smoking a, like a cigarette,
1: a, like, yeah, we're badass. Yeah. We tell the truth for what it is.
0: Ryan... You were right. So cringy. It's like, yeah, I told you, man. It sucks. (laughs) It's like we're like the emo kids in high school or something. It's so embarrassing.
1: Well, Natalie, thanks for showing up. Um, You know, no, I'm serious. Like, it's fucking, it's fucking shitty. It's hard. Like when you're not, when you're in this weird mindset of, or this weird feeling of, I don't know. I you're like detached and kind of numb to everything yeah um it's hard you know yeah at this point it just feels like you're going through the motions so yeah th- it just, is it's like just saying thank you for <sighs> showing up to the podcast and you've been expressing Ryan. that you know it's not hard it's not easy I guess I don't know like do you you recognize it? So, like what are your do you have any like what do you do in those instances because I think that is a first step. Like, some people don't even, can't even admit it to themselves. And I feel like you have a pretty good head on your shoulders and are very in touch with all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, what have you been doing lately?
2: I guess I am. I just, I am very in touch with it, but I just don't know what to do about it. So, I just, Mm. I've been Mm -hmm. in situations like these before emotionally where I'm like, I just got to let it run its course and then wait for things to happen that will make me feel differently wait for a light wait for something i just sit and wait i mean i don't know if it's the best i should probably go to therapy which i don't do i should probably do it i just i've never i've tried it a couple times i i i haven't benefited from it maybe i just haven't found the right person but it's also like Mm -hmm. It's weird because it's like therapy wasn't something that was like in my culture growing up. Like it wasn't part of something that was normalized or like an idea where I'm like, oh yeah, that's something I should do. I don't know. It's just weird. So I, I have, I have trouble uh, seeing a use of therapy for me because I just. It's not that I don't believe in it. I know that it helps a lot of people, but I just feel like
0: mm-hmm. I
2: just don't see how it's gonna help me. I feel like no therapist could understand. I'm like, I, mm. I'm like, it's going to take so much time for them to understand. I just don't. I mean,
1: <laughs> I don't, you know? don't want to bother you. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs>
2: is- I I like when I say with a therapist, like every time I've sat with a t- therapist before, like the whole time I'm thinking I'm like, I'm like sitting there talking and I'm watching them watch me and listen to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're listening to so many mm-hmm. other people today and tomorrow and the day after that. Like, they don't really care about me. I'm like I'm looking at them I'm like I'm just Mm. this is just like a salary for them I'm just paying them it's just a timer and I'm like as I'm talking I'm like they don't care I'm like he doesn't care why would I talk to this person
1: Natalie I want to give you a hug right now holy (laughs) shit
2: I'm not sad about it I'm just like logistically like thinking about it where I'm like this person doesn't care you
0: know I think a lot of people feel like you. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I my advice to you is if you ever do go to therapy again, you should just say that's the therapist because I feel like that's something that they can analyze and tell you what you know. Yeah, but I wouldn't trust their I don't know because I'm not a therapist. I wouldn't
2: trust their answer either. Mm, but mm. I
0: mean, I mean, why not just be honest and be like, hey, this is what I think, and then see what they say. Even if you don't trust it You know my friend Started going to therapy Because I recommended her To my therapist And she had the same thing She said I told her right off the bat I don't fucking trust people She's Korean She's like I don't fucking trust people (laughs) Like you're a white person I don't even I like I don't really like white people I don't trust you Blah 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 And then she said that She said something to I don't know what she said to her But then she was like she said something and like yeah. it really helped me i don't know what she so said did, your, ther- did therapist. your therapist
1: did she put her hands together look down at the ground and was like <sighs> i take responsibility <laughs> I know. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and it made everything better probably
0: no but she i remember my friend told me it took her a while to trust her but what? A, but i think a therapist is trained to understand why you feel that way and they will help you process that yeah but my advice is I would say that to a therapist because they could probably tell you why you feel that way
1: well Natalie this leads me to my next question so you you did say that in your culture you know this whole therapy mental health stuff is really schlocky and just a load of bullshit yeah. Now.
2: Schlocky. <laughs> What's yeah, I definitely <laughs> use <Never>. that word.
1: <laughs> Please. Okay. Oh, you do. No, I'm. I'm experiencing <laughs> crazy short-term memory loss. My brain is using words that I have never used in my life before. But let's just roll with it. Um, you. Okay. So you are Lebanese. You. Yeah. You know. You lived predominantly in, in Beirut. Lebanon. Correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. How Asian are you?
2: What a great question. I mean We
1: keep it open ended for a reason. Yeah, I mean
2: We we you, wanna hear
1: your two cents.
2: I guess you gotta define Asian in that in that meaning. I mean, how Asian am I? I am a hundred percent part of the continent of Asia. You know? But I don't How dare you, Brian? <laughs> what? Never, what are you how
0: dare me? <laughs> I'm
2: just kidding. But nobody has ever described Lebanese people as Asian per se. Like it's not like some mm. like Nobody said oh we we never say we're Asian. It's not like a definition. Like I mean Syria is in Asia. Yeah. Jordan is in Asia. Yeah. Iraq I mean, is in Asia, right? It
1: is te- that that is all technically geographically western Asia.
2: Right, but we don't define ourselves as a- Asian or western Asian. I think just we define ourselves as Middle Eastern because mm. it's 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 funny we like we we describe our area as like the MENA region, which is Middle East and North Africa. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we we say we're from the Mina region Rather than being like mm. We're from Asia mm. Because I think Asia is, Isn't is Asia the biggest continent? It's so continent?
0: weird that that region Yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just, so
0: weird that the Middle East Is like sort of uh, Defined by its location to everything else Like it's not its own region Because I feel like You know even the name Middle East It's like it is its own region right. You know it's like cult. It's culturally very s- Starkly different than like what people consider like east asia right. or even like you know like southeast asia or like south asia you know it's like they're all different but they're yeah. i don't know it's so weird how they're yeah i don't know i don't b- even it's like know it's who's like, in charge of yeah.
2: the names white people they got <laughs> real <it>? lazy <laughs>
0: They're like, well, okay. there's there's Africa, and then, you know what? The rest, we're just going to call it Asia. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they just got sick of it. So I, let's just blame everything. Like 11, let's just blame everything Eleven on They're <laughs> like, this sucks, man. Anything
2: <laughs> that's bad and anything that's yeah. confusing, who, anything that's just like, we're well, like, just white people. I swear to...
0: <laughs> I mean, but isn't it... It but isn't it? It is actually like the people... Like, who did name all these continents? It was Europeans, right? I don't know. That's a great question. I actually never...
2: It's so interesting. Who decided? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... I don't even know, like, my country's history on that. I'm like, no Mm. clue. Like, I, I still discover things about my country's history every day. I feel like other people outside of the Middle East have such a better understanding in general of their country than us. I feel like because... Our every year is like our, I feel like our last 40, 50 years and I might be saying something dumb because it's the first time I actually think about that. So I might say something right now that I'll disagree with tomorrow when I re listen to this. But if I were to think about this right now, I'm like, we have so much we've had so much going on over the last 70 years, I would say, at least in Lebanon. And so much is still Mm -hmm. going on because of like what's been happening for the past 70 years, like the war, the revolutions, you know, the colonizations, blah, 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 blah. Like we've had so much happen and we're still paying the prices of it so heavily and we're still fighting the same fights that I feel like we haven't given much attention to like the past and the history and everything. Like up until two Mm. years ago, I think I didn't even know that Lebanon and Syria were the same country. Like somebody was like mm. lebanon was actually me syria neither. i was like mm, no it wasn't we're lebanon and then my, it was my cousin i think she was like no it was syria and then like we had like a google fight like i'm gonna google it <laughs> you don't know what you're saying and then i read it i was oh, like man. oh fuck. and then people ask me questions about lebanon they're like so what was it like who are the people at first i'm like fucking stop it Just give me questions i don't know <laughs> i don't know
1: my i guess what i was i'm curious is you know so growing up in lebanon like was there a lot of did you experience a lot of political unrest like were you yeah yeah
2: yeah i remember it's interesting because i was telling my mom this we were talking about i was talking to my mom the other day and i was like telling her i was like you know when i was a kid and i would hear you guys nag about politics and politicians you'd be like Mm -hmm. this person that that person that i used to be so annoyed listening to you guys nag because i didn't i didn't understand i was like who cares who the politician is who cares who the 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 president is we're living our lives we don't care if there's a war Mm. there's a war what is the politician how is the politician going to make a difference one person and i'm like and so weird now like that i'm understanding how people in congress or people in like the presidency and whatever can really really affect a country's fate and when i was a kid it was like there was i don't know when you're a kid you just don't understand what it is and it's just like for as long as i can remember like when i was four years old i think we were being so It's very confusing because, like, when I was four, I remember there was a war. I can't remember how long it was, but I remember, like, hearing the bombs and, like, Mm -hmm. the electricity going off and, like, us having to turn on candles to see in the apartment. It Mm -hmm. was a war. It was, like, bombs from Israel. I I can't remember exactly Mm -hmm. what was going on. And then after that, like, the war ended, but then bombs here and there. Like, we would have, like, a bomb every... And, and it would Jesus. be periods. So, so, like, I remember 2005, 2005 was a year where there was a lot of bombs, 2005, mm. 2006. Mm-hmm. And then in 2006, there was a war that I remember mm-hmm. very vividly. And then in 2008, there was a little war again, and then another couple bombs and, like...
1: <laughs> That's how like you know there's like a lot of war when you distinguish a war and then a, a little war. <laughs> yeah.
2: I just, I don't remember it a, anymore because it's just... was a mini just, war. Uh-huh. But to us, it's like and part of normal one. life. Yeah, you don't... Yeah. Right. I, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how abnormal it was until I left yeah. Lebanon and people were like, that's not normal. And I'm like, oh, And you yeah, left to
1: I, Lebanon to here, America? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So I came here in 2006 for a year. So when there was the war in Lebanon okay. in 2006, mm-hmm. we came here, we stayed a year and then we went back. And then okay. I mm-hmm. moved back... I came back here to live here in 2015 after graduating college. Wow,
1: so right before the Trump yeah. presidency. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's like not that long ago. No, right. it's like five years ago. I didn't realize ago. you moved here that recently. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, right now we're in this state of protests and political upheaval, and it's like very scary because I feel like, growing up, I grew up outside of the States, but I grew up in like with this idea that politically i belong to a country that was like stable and obviously i have a lot of ideas about like what you said about your history the fact that you don't know a lot about your country's history and i feel like a lot of people who grew up in countries that had like political unrest sort of feel the same way as you where you don't know a lot about your history and that's kind of like true of like korean people like a generation before us like my mom is like Because she grew up During the Japanese occupation I think a lot of like Information was taken away From them And that is like A really It's like a sad Sad truth Of like Being colonized Or being In a place That's negatively affected By other countries That have power Messing with your country Do you know what I mean? Like um it's like it's it's sad that like americans or europeans get to like sort of live and like understand and learn about their history and the history of other countries through the white lens or the european lens so which always turns out kind of like making them look good and then they take those ideas and spread it to other countries and like that's very problematic but this is a really long conversation but I thought it was interesting that you said that <laughs> um, but what I wanted <laughs> <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> but but um, I wanted to say god now I forgot what I was gonna say I just wanted to say I have like so many thoughts and ideas mm-hmm. Oh, what I was going to say was when I was growing up, because I understood that I was a citizen of America, no matter where I lived outside of America, in the back of my head, there was like this feeling of like safety. Like, oh, my country, wherever I'm from, is like secure politically. You know what I mean? Like it'll never, it'll never get bombed. It'll never like the government's not going to fall. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so now I feel like maybe a lot of Americans are feeling the same way where we're living in America and we're realizing how shaky it is. And we're like, Oh, it could fucking go down tomorrow. Right. Like it's all, it could all just collapse tomorrow and we're all realizing that, but because you were from Lebanon where you're seeing that it was kind of like part of your growing up, how do you feel now that you live in America and like there is this like political unrest?
2: You know, it's a question I ask myself every day. I it's 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 so weird because there are so many layers to it. Um, like I remember at the beginning, so if we go to where Corona started and everything that's been going on with Corona and getting locked down and feeling like everything was just stripped away, everything I've been working for, everything, you know, which, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people have had it worse for sure. I'm not being like, oh my God, this sucks for me only. Um, Right. But it's like, you know, a part of you, no matter what, is always going to be a little selfish because it's you and you have your feelings, right? Yeah. So a a lot of it,
0: And you deserve to feel that way. Yeah,
2: just letting yourself... And for a very long time, I was rejecting my feelings because I was like, this isn't about me. I was like, this isn't about me. I shouldn't make this about me. So many people have it worse. Right. But then sometimes I just, you know, you're, you're late at night, you're laying in your bed, and you're just, like, revisiting your life and, like, thinking about where you are and how you feel about things. And I'm just like... And I remember feeling so betrayed by America's handling of the situation. And I felt like everything was just handled so badly. And I'm looking at other countries that handled it so well, like New Zealand, for example. And I'm like, wow, look at how good leadership, what a good Mm -hmm. leadership does. And I thought when I moved here, I thought that's what I was coming to. I thought I was coming to a country like New Mm -hmm. Zealand. I had no idea. I had no idea. I was like, Mm -hmm. I was like. I thought that when I left Lebanon, I left the oppression, I left the instability, I left the un- injustice, I left all that to come to the land where everything is yours if you fight for it. I like it's like. Right. I remember when I was applying to college, I applied to NYU when I was in Lebanon, and like I wrote one of my essays. Um, in one of my essays, I t- talked about the difference in in American and Arab culture, in which in Arab culture people are like my fate is in the hands of god whereas in american culture people are like my faith is my uh, my fate is in my hands we are the sole masters yeah. of our fate mm-hmm. like whatever you want to do in america if you put your mind to it if you fight for it if you work for it you can make it happen this is the land of opportunity the land of dreams you're in control of what happens so i'm like i was like this is what i want i want to be in a place where everything that will happen to me will be in my hands. It's not going to be in, f- in fucking a politician's hand. It's not going to be in... A yeah. religious hand it's not gonna be in you know my neighboring country's hands it's not gonna be in anything because everything in Lebanon mm-hmm. is affected by the region right like you feel like your life isn't yours basically when you live in a country like Lebanon that's so unstable you're like war could explode at mm-hmm. any time everything could collapse at any time um, a bomb can happen at any time everything can just go to shit at any time we can't fight for anything we can't have anything that's yours and you have this culture of oh it it's God, it's God's will. Whoops. You know, that's what's happening. Yeah. So I was so happy. And I was, I was like, Mm. I'm coming to America. This is my life now. I'm in control of it. I fought so hard to be here. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's great. And then all of a sudden I felt like everything that I ended up running away from was still happening, Mm -hmm. happened to me. I was like, so not in control of my fate. So not in control of what's going on. And I lost it. Like I lost grasp of my life so quickly and i'm like i'm like i was like fuck i went through this i thought i escaped this and now yeah. it's happening mm-hmm. to me again so Jeez. it's yeah. just it's, so it's just like and it took me time to kind of realize that because i had such a big frustration and i couldn't understand why and i'm just wow. like am i ever going to mm-hmm. escape this am i like is there any escape mm-hmm. to this and then it just kind of feels yeah. like it's getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm just like, sometimes I sit down and I'm like, what have I done? What did I come, right. why did I come here? Oh, and I'm no, like,
1: absolutely. Is, is, yeah. is
2: what mm-hmm. I was you know, dreaming about fuck. still yeah. kind of possible or is it not at all? Was it ever real? Yeah. Was it not? I'm just like, it's just complete and utter, utter confusion where I'm like, you know what? Yeah.
0: Yeah, this kind of like that to me explains a lot of like what you were saying about the therapy and like your trust issues. <laughs> you know how so like you're just like well because you're just like like a therapist it's kind of like oh it's supposed to help you it's supposed to do this but right maybe like your upbringing your upbringing you're like you you're raised in like this government that was there to help you and then it's failed you not yeah and and you can't you couldn't trust it when you where you were growing up and now you're here and you thought you were going somewhere where you could trust it to be not be like that and then here you are And the same thing's happening yeah. Whereas in like And so you, you're like being let down again Because like it, it The government and The government is an extension of like A parental figure Do you know right. what I mean? I think in our minds Like in the very back of our minds There's like this Like what I was saying Like some sort of like propaganda Like as a that I received as a child Made me think that I'm American I'm safe It's like a father Or some sort of somebody Like a god or whatever Standing behind me so, But also that I, You know what I thought was really interesting About what you said about Lebanon Or how people in Lebanon are like Oh it's in God's will That sounds like something like You're saying that's like a big part of the culture yeah. It sounds like something like When you are disappointed And shit is so out of control You need you need to think that somebody's in control right. so maybe that's like you're know, like oh god you know god has like a plan and it makes sense that people yeah but like, because it's part of it. it's
2: part of the culture i'm sure that it's some some like the basis of it is kind of religious but it's it's part of the culture yeah. it's what you, and like it's it's to translate it in arabic is inshallah which which you mm-hmm. hear i feel like if you have watch anything that's arab you hear people say inshallah a lot where it's like yeah um, it. yeah, yeah. Where it's like, God willing, when when you go to a store and you're like, to if you go to your mm. deli and you tell your deli guy in Lebanon, like, see you soon, he goes inshallah, yeah. or mm. we're yeah. gonna get better inshallah. It's like we, it's like almost like we have a culture of like, yeah, but it's like I feel like with time, people have lost so much control and the feeling of control of their fate mm-hmm. because of multiple things mm-hmm. that we're so used to putting it just on God. Being like, Mm. God willing, Mm. it's like, kind of like we, we gave up on the idea that we can control anything. I think a, because of religious, you know, history, but also because of like history, history, where it comes down to so much, we've lost control of, we've lost personal control over so much of our lives, so many aspects of our lives that we're just like used to being like, we can't do anything. It's up to God. And I feel like I'm right now, this, this is what we're going through here,
0: Mm. Which, it's so sad. which is so
2: sad, and it's like a part of me was like, I was feeling so betrayed. I felt betrayed. Right. I was like, yeah, it's like, but it's a it's a huge
0: betrayal. It's a lie. Well, it's yeah, I think, it feels like a lie. You know, I feel obviously like, you're feeling like that, yeah. right. but it, it's, I think a lot of people are waking up and being like, you know, it's betrayal. It was all lies. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, like you said, so it's getting,
1: sad. it's 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 getting worse day <sighs> by day because you know, I was grew up here in America and. I feel like i'm learning something new each day about the corruption and injustices that a lot of Mm. america's infrastructure is built upon because like you know we're just all educating ourselves and learning and unfortunately a lot of it is really bad (sighs) news and like things that we should be enraged about and uh i i I can't even imagine the sense of helplessness and frustration that you must be feeling because you're, you're coming from a place where that was the norm and right you come you come to America with the more optimistic lens but the truth is it's almost being revealed to you that there's just as much instability and shitty things happening in this country too
0: yeah I think there I think we have like well because Brian's also have talked about how he felt guilty because he wasn't aware of all this shit because he had so much privilege in his life that protected him from seeing how how much bullshit it was Mm -hmm. and so you know like everyone has like everyone's going through something really shitty like for brian it's like oh my god you know like the guilt of realizing everyone else was going through a lot of bullshit and then you were protected from that right and then for you, Natalie, you're feeling really betrayed because you you believed in it too, and then it, you know, like the system let you down. And for me, I'm just I don't even know <sighs> what. I, mean, I don't <laughs> even horny. know either. It's like every day. <laughs> Sorry. It's Sorry. like every day the emotion's like I was change. crying, and then now I'm horny. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs>
1: but uh, I do. Uh, I that d- was a
0: joke. Obviously, I feel sad. Yeah. I'm just joking.
1: But yeah, let's uh, we can we can shift gears a little bit, and uh, it might seem drastic, but this is a thing we like to do on our podcast, and uh, so you know now that we got all of that shitty feeling or the negative stuff out, Natalie, um, what what is something that you're proud of
2: about about myself?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we asked this question because we feel like. Uh, in Asian culture It's not uh, It's not common To be self-congratulatory Or To or brag, <laughs> to brag yeah. The way that a lot of white Americans seem to do yeah. And um, Evidently it seems like that's also The case in Arab culture yeah. But we want to flip the script And you know Let our listeners know Tell us What is something that you're proud of?
0: You look so upset, Natalie. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to point, because no one can see your face. Yeah, (laughs) I just, I have
1: trouble, like... (laughs) uh, Your day is getting worse because of that question.
2: (laughs) I don't, you know what, I think it's a good question to ask someone, because it makes us us stop and think about, like, the things we've done and that we should be proud of ourselves for. So I'm I'm just, like, trying to think about... um, my thing i mean I, I feel like if you would have asked me that question three months ago i've would have been like i'm so proud of myself for trusting my gut and coming here and fighting for my dreams because mm. it's, oh, it's fuck. they're paying off because they were and now they're mm-hmm. not anymore because everything's been put on hold um so i i guess i would say i'm still proud of myself for that i'm still proud of myself for having done that now i don't know it's like well
0: the thing is if you're I just I, I'm sorry if you're not done But like this is the thing You you should be proud of that Because that takes a lot of courage And a lot of um, A lot of things that people don't have Belief in yourself um, And you shouldn't feel Bad That you trusted something That let you down Does that make sense? Yeah like, you were like, yeah, I'm going to go to America and, like, work on my entertainment career because that's where you go to do that. Right. It's not your fault that we have the shittiest president in the world who ruined everything and this <laughs> system is built on anti-black racism. Like, that's not your fault. You just, you trusted something in that that thing let you down. That yeah, has nothing to do but with But I feel you. like I should have you know maybe I mean?
2: informed myself more. And I'm like, if I had known more, wouldn't my decision have changed? And if I felt like I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I, but
0: the, I think oh. that's a kind of like victim blamey to me. Like, you, who, who, I mean, obviously we all sort of kind of knew it, but like we were all living in this world that was set up for us, you know, hundreds of years before we entered the world. So, Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do?
2: Yeah. I feel like if yes, there's anything, I think it can
0: still totally be.
2: Yeah, I feel like we've just. If there's one thing that changed in my perspective of things recently, especially with, with what's going on in America right now, is yeah.
0: uh-huh.
2: because when I was in Lebanon, I, you know, when you're when you're growing up in a country that's so overtly unstable and so obviously. Everything that's going on is out of your control because, you know, there was war, there's like, there's instability, there's, you know, injustice, there's terrorism, there's like so many things. So openly, you're just used to being like, I'm going to shut, people tell you, just shut it out. Just don't do, you can't do anything, you can't change it. Like, this is how we were brought up thinking. Like, now it's kind of changing, Mm -hmm. but growing up we were told like don't try to make a difference don't try to change things they're never going to change this is what we are this is how it is this is how it's always going to be there's nothing you can do and so you kind of be they people just encourage you when you come from a place like that to be like shut it out and just work on yourself do what you can do for yourself focus on yourself because the system is going to keep fucking you over Right. So mm-hmm, there was a part mm-hmm. of me who grew up thinking, okay, I just need to focus on me and what I can do to make my life better because no one else outside of me is going to help me because everything's gone to shit. And then I came here being like, it's like, it's kind of a similar approach where it's like, it's, you know, fight for your career, fight for your life, make yourself out of yourself. You, you know, you, you just need to work hard. And so, which is when you think, when you take a step back and think about it, it's a very selfish, approach to a world where you're like okay there's things going on around Mm -hmm. me that are not good but i'm not paying attention to them not because i think they're right but because i'm just so focused on me and i have to fight for me and and everything and now with everything coming to light and you know with the black lives matter movement or you know with what's going on politically or everything it just it Mm -hmm. kind of made me notice how much how selfish we are because and and this is what needs to change right i'm like i'm just so used to just thinking about me and how can i change my life how can i affect my life you know even though you know Mm -hmm. i have you know sometimes you're like something happens and you're like oh that's not right i want to fight for it but i feel like now people good people anyway who weren't always outspoken or didn't always know how to fight for things that are right because we were just so caught up in our own things. I think these people are just going to start behaving a little bit differently and paying more attention to what's going on around them and realizing that, oh, it's not just about me. There's so much more going on that even if it doesn't affect me personally, I should still fight for. I don't know if I'm making right. sense. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: no, it does make a ma- lot of you're sense. You're making a lot of sense. It makes what I'm perfect saying. sense. Yeah. yeah, I think it, I mean, it makes sense that when you are from, you know, when I'm hearing it, when you're from a place that is from, like that has a lot of political unrest and is struggling, the people of that place are going to have a heart. It's not selfish. It's just survival mode. It's right. just like, we're just surviving. You know, you, there's no room. There's no, like, you know, like time for you to sit around, like, whatever other rich, like, well off people have to, like, be like, oh, this is wrong or whatever. You're just surviving. So right. That right. Sense. And I agree. And I it agree. doesn't strike me as selfish.
1: And I agree with you that. Uh, from this point forward, it's going to force a lot of people to examine themselves more closely on an individual level because yeah, yeah. Um, it's a human thing and I think a lot of humans they can justify selfish behaviors as long as the net good or the net goal is still aligned with good intention like as we can s- there's so many cases of this where for example like Elizabeth Holmes, who was the founder of Theranos, who it turned out she was just like a scam artist where she created this right. startup to, you know, provide accessible blood testing right. but that's the net goal but uh, along the way she was doing a lot of terrible, sociopathic selfish things mm-hmm. and um, I think right. I, I agree with that sentiment where this is like a moment of reckoning where it's going to force our, a lot of us to sort of re-examine Ourselves more closely Action by action As opposed right. to like Well I'm doing this shitty thing But alt Is the ultimate thing good And I yeah. can rest of, Like I can sleep okay at night You know
2: Yeah Yeah
1: I still, I still think You should be proud of yourself Natalie Because From the outside As a, as a close friend of yours And seeing your You know you doing a lot of Fucking great things With comedy And uh, I know And I know like Your heart's in a good place And it's Like Young me said it's not easy you know you took a huge risk and you can't blame yourself for like for outcomes that are outside of your control and like realizing that this country is fucked and Donald Trump is a fuckhead you
2: know yeah it's just like a, it's just like a moment of confusion of is it, I, I guess at this point it's just like trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel and being like okay now that all of this has been exposed yeah. and this is my new reality like what do I do.
0: But I, mean, you know? but I mean like what a trauma I feel like you should I mean we should all just acknowledge the fact that that is Truly traumatic because it's almost Like you, your childhood was like you Grasping for control trying to find it In places mm-hmm. you finally get To a point in your life where you're like everything's under Control what I my actions Are what is Propelling me forward and then that Gets taken away from you so it is like I know you kept using the word betrayal it's a Huge betrayal it's right. like yeah. the, It's like it's very like abstract but like the
2: abstract world
0: has sort of like let you down again yeah that's like
2: traumatic yeah but it's also like realizing that you're such a small part of it's like it's 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 good but it's also like you you realize that you're let down but you're like also realizing that so many more people have been let down so much worse than you have so a part of you is like this, I shouldn't even fucking yeah. worry about me because my know, letdown is not even as big as like most of the letdowns that I'm like noticing have been going on and are still going on right now.
1: But that doesn't invalidate. Yeah, but that doesn't make it go away. Yeah, it doesn't make feel. your
0: it doesn't make your right. trauma go away. It right. doesn't make your emotions disappear. They're still there right. too. You're yeah. right. I would say I mean, you know, I would be I'm proud of you that you're getting through and you're doing great. And you look nice. And <laughs> 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 I'm, proud of, I'm proud of you for, your for getting good through looks. this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you no, know, natalie I'm, I'm proud so that you're even doing I'm so Korean. I'm proud of you because you look skinny. Right now. <laughs> oh my god, young <laughs> me! Like I gained like twelve pounds. Says. I gained like twelve
0: pounds. What? Yeah. That's what, that's literally what my mom's always like, you know, I'm like, Mom, I'm having the worst time. She's like, Well, you you look skinny. Really? Good you for so you. Yo. Oh my god, I'm gaining weight. Natalie, I told my I, mom. I had
1: to buy I only brought one pair of jeans with me to Texas and I had to order a new pair of jeans with a larger waist size because I couldn't fit in them anymore.
0: Guys, I'm sitting <laughs> down, down right, right Brian, now, Brian's I'm wearing
2: my th- jeans. I had to unbutton them. My jeans are currently <laughs> unbuttoned.
0: Okay, you know what? Let's everyone go. we just, <laughs> right now we're just really proving how Asian we are. Let's lebanon is in asia apparently because now we're just calling each other fat.
1: yeah this is how we know you're asian you know, lebanon is asia
2: <laughs> not me like when you talk about your mom i feel like my mom is very similar yeah. also because like i told my mom on the phone like, like yes because i went to the doctor for my yearly checkup last week and i was telling my mom i was like i gained like 10 yeah. pounds it's horrible and she wasn't like it's fine uh beauty just a social construct Quarantine. yeah no no she was like what yeah you never look good when you gain weight i was like i was like All right. she goes you look bad right yeah, now do you is- i'm like what the fuck
1: oh <laughs> man. my mom's
0: more upset about me gaining weight than anything else
1: natalie thanks so much for joining us and uh yeah, is there anything you, you oh, want to plug? plug anything yeah
2: um. Not really. Just follow me on Instagram at nat color, and then everything that you need to know about me or my work will be on there.
1: Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Young me.
0: Brian, where? Well, no, Brian. Where can they find you on Instagram? Uh, you guys Twitter? can
1: find me uh, at it's Brian Park. <laughs> and what about you, Young Me?
0: Yes. Y M Mayor. And let me tell you about a cool. Um, I want to tell you guys a place. Where you can donate some money. Yeah. Please. And I'm going to tell you a Venmo because, you know, my thing is I feel like when you give someone a Venmo handle, they really go and do it. Mm -hmm. The Black Trans Protesters Emergency Fund, because this month is Pride Month, as you all know. Mm -hmm. Donate. The Venmo handle is at pay Jordan J. Jordan J is spelled J-O-R-D-Y-N-J-A-Y. So go there to venmo and you could just donate money in a matter of seconds and that could be your activism for the day hopefully not but you know there donate a lot of money there you go
1: <laughs> awesome Woo. um yeah so uh, guys if you listen to this point uh please take a screenshot of whatever your list well i don't know just take a screenshot share it tell your friends leave a r- leave us a review like and subscribe and yeah, thanks so much guys.
0: Stay mad. Thank you guys. Stay active.
1: Bye. Thanks
0: Natalie. Bye guys. Bye.